630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Smith fires a dart to Drysaddle. Back into the zone. Nugent Hopkins. Drysaddle. No chance they're taking a shot here before giving it to McDavid. McDavid tried to slip a pass through. It was broken up out to Nurse. He'll trade places with McDavid. Feed him again. Over to Drysaddle. One-timer scores! And there's Connor McDavid's 100th point. Drysaddle and Nurse come to him, wrap him up in an embrace. The Oilers have regained the lead at 4-3. He did it. He got to 100 points in 53 games. Connor McDavid tonight with four points as the Edmonton Oilers knock off the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 right into the Zoom room. Here's number 97. Well, Connor, first of all, congratulations on 100 points. Um, I know you said it's, it's just a number. Uh, Leon talked openly earlier in the week. He really wanted to get it. The teammates wanted to get it. We saw his reaction. Just kind of take us through that moment and what it means to you when, when you finally got point 100. Uh, well, first and foremost, I think it's... Uh... It's unbelievable. They all got to 500 tonight. That's uh, that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, you know, he's such a special player. So to see him get there is uh, is pretty special, and you know it's uh, um, it's very well deserved. Um, and to see uh, you know their reaction, um, you know my teammates' reaction, it's uh, it's really really special. Um, you know, and it really uh, really means the world to me. I know you're not one to, to want to talk a lot about yourself, so I'll, I'll word it this way. You know, Gretzky, Lemieux, Iserman, Dion, Esposito, Curry, like, those, there's only eight guys who have done what you've done. It's it's a pretty, really exclusive and, and unique club. And, uh, I think the, the numbers are, you know, you've had, you've had more three-plus point games than you've had zero points. Like, can you talk about just your consistency this year? Not that you've ever really been inconsistent, but consistently highly productive this year unlike anything we've seen from you how come uh i mean yeah it's special to be part of a group like that obviously uh you know, those are some of the, uh, those are the game's best players of all time. So, you know, it's special to uh, to be you know mentioned the same breath as those guys. Um, as for for my game, uh, I've just been focusing on you know trying to be prepared each and every night. And um, you know, I think obviously team success um, comes first, and and our team has been able to uh, to play some good hockey. Uh, you know, most of the season, uh, with the exception of probably the first month there. So, you know, when the team is playing well, that's when individuals are having success, and you're seeing lots of guys on our team have uh, have some really good seasons. Terry Jones, Post Media. Uh, Connor, congrats again. Uh, did this become a bigger moment than you possibly envisioned it, it would become? Uh... Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like I said, I was trying not to think about it, just trying to get myself ready to to go in the playoffs and, and keep my game where it needs to be. And, um, and obviously when you're sitting around you know, 96, 97, 98 points and, and you get to 99, it's obviously, um, you know, in, in the back of your mind. And, you know, thankfully I didn't have to wait too long um, to get there. And um, like I said before, to see the, the reaction of, uh, of Leo and Nursey and, and, uh, and, you know, the whole team is... Uh, you know, that uh, I can't explain how much that means. There were no fans in the stands, but uh, did it become important to you uh, to get this at home? Uh, you know what? I didn't think too much about that. I think, you know, um, it was a bounce back night for our team. It was a night where uh, you know, we're following a loss and playing a, a hard working Vancouver team, and, you know, we, we needed to. To clinch kind of second in the, in the division, and, and you don't want to you don't want to let that linger. So um, you know, I thought uh, it was a, a good win for our team. And um, yeah. Daniel Nugent Bowman, the Athletic. Connor, you, you come into this game four points back, which is a which is a lot for for most people. But it did feel kind of uh, inevitable. Inevitable, maybe is too strong, but it felt like a very good chance, like it could happen tonight. Did you get that sense, maybe? either before the game or early in the game or at some point in the game that, that this was a realistic uh, chance for you to do this tonight? Um, you know, four-point nights aren't, uh, you know, something that, that come regularly, I think. Uh, um, you know, I was just trying to uh, to come in and, and, and play a good game, play like I can. My legs felt pretty good. You know, I was able to get on the board on the first shift. That always helps. So, um, you know, I think after the first one, you know, it kind of crosses your mind, and um, 
you know, I was uh, I was fortunate to, to feel pretty good throughout the night, and um, you know, a couple of great shots from uh, from my teammates. Obviously, Leo's been doing it for a long time, and, and Jess to, to see him put one in is nice. And um, you know, Neeler makes a great play on that third goal as well. So um, you know, I thought uh, the whole group was uh, was good tonight. So you don't like talking about yourself. So how? happy are you to have this over with and uh in the next probably after today have, have, have these questions <laughs> gone and talk about something else <laughs> yeah i mean we obviously got, got bigger things to worry about um you know we're, we're going to play a big series against montreal and um you know it'll be a good test for us to get ready for the playoffs um you know we got uh you know, we obviously want to go on a good run here so um you know, we're gearing up for that and, and and we need to focus on that more than uh than anything else Eric Randy's post-media. Hey, Connor. It was obviously a, a special night and a special moment, but does it make it more special because you won the game? I guess that's the important part about here is, is that you guys were able to win this game. Yeah, it kind of felt weird um, having a big celebration kind of in the second second intermission, and, you know, we still had a, a close hockey game and, and uh, a job to do. Um, you know, a night where... There's a couple milestones, you know, with Leo and and, and Lars um, playing 600 games. So, you know, on a night like that, you want to close it out. So, um, you know, I, I, I we gave up some chances. Smitty bailed us out again, and and uh, we were able to get a win. And now going into these last three games, what are you looking for? Do you just keep the pedal to the metal and try and get as many points as you can? Do you try to maybe back off your minutes a little bit? What's the approach here in the last three games? Well, it's not about points, I think. It's 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 about, uh, you know, keeping your game where it needs to be, um, your intensity level where it needs to be, your... your uh, you know, you want to have good legs as well, um, and you want to be sharp. I think that's the main, that's the main focus for our whole group. And, um, you know, it's just be, staying sharp and, and, uh, and focusing on the details and um, keeping ourselves ready, uh, you know, come, uh, come game one. Final question, Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Connor, in a normal season, when you're closing in on 100 points, would your parents have been in the building tonight? Uh... No, uh, no, they wouldn't have been. Um, you know, they. Uh, I've already talked to them, um, but uh, I can't believe my mom was still awake. But uh, she was happy that I was able to do it before the third period. So, uh, but um, you know, she was excited. So she said she couldn't get to bed. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, lots of love and support from from mom and dad. And um, yeah. Why would they have not been there? Just because you needed four points and they didn't want to fly all the way across the country? Well, they're, they're, they're busy people, I think. Uh, they have lots of things going on. Uh, they're both, uh, both uh, retired now, so maybe they would have been out here in a regular year. But, uh, you know, this is their first year retired, so I've, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe they would have been, but... Um, you know, like like I said, normally they're they're very busy people, and and both uh, have full time jobs, and you know work uh, work hard. Thank you. There are no more questions. This includes Connor's media availability. Please stay tuned for Dave Tippett. There's Connor McDavid, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. McDavid with four points. He gets to 100. The Oilers beat the Canucks 4-3. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 11:02. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Just incredible prolific explosive you can go on and on Connor McDavid wows us again with 100 points in 53 games well and it's funny the, the last few weeks watching the Oilers play and watching Connor play it, it almost hasn't seemed fair on, on, on certain nights uh, uh, he, he's got free will out there he, he creates every time he comes on the ice he creates at least one scoring chance if not a couple uh, you know, th the stretch that he's on, and what would you say? Is it 31 points in his last yeah. 10 games? He's got 31 points in his last 11 games. 11 games. The, the Oilers have scored 40 goals in their last 11 games, and he's been on, on 31 of them. So that's that's pretty good pace he's on right now. And those are the ones that are going in. Most most players, when, when they have, uh, you know, 31 points, that means they probably had 60 or 70 good scoring chances those are the ones that found the back of the net and that's what it is for connor i mean the numbers are, are just a staggering right now um it, it's 
you you well, you come to the game now and you expect he's going to have a three or four point night. You don't expect, and as I, I think it was Jason Greger said, this, uh, he, the interview was, the question was, you've had more three-point games and you've had no point games this year. I, and I don't know if, how often that's ever happened in the National Hockey League as well. But it's an expectation now. And I, the, the bar it continues to get moved up for him. Everybody's got a bar as how good they can be. Uh, most people's stays the same throughout their career, but he just continues to push it that, okay, well, 100, he's probably, you know, he's, can he get 100 points this year now? I mean, he could get 110 points. He's got three games left, uh, the way he's playing right now and the, the pace that he's been on as of late. But, yeah, no, it's, it's something special, and you knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. And then when they got the five on three, it was just, okay, here we go. And which play, which time is it going to happen? You knew it was going to be a one-timer because he was, he was only making one pass and it was always going over to, to Leon Dreisaitl. And you could see, <laughs> Leon, he missed one early and you could see him looking up in the air. He's like, I can't believe I just missed that one. Uh, Connor gave him another opportunity. So uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of people in the stands to witness it. But if anyone wants to call you or I, we will relive it for them because we are very fortunate enough to be here. And McDavid, you noticed during that interview, quick to point out, Leon got his 500th point tonight. Adam Larson played in his 600th career game, and McDavid did say what really meant something to him was the reaction of his teammates, and th that's one of the most excited reactions I've ever seen from Leon Dreisaitl. Without question. Uh, and we've, I mean, this is a guy that's won an MVP, that's won a scoring championship. He scored 50 goals. And the the smile on his face when in, when the puck went in and Connor was coming over to him. Uh, there's teams that I have played with and teams that I have witnessed over the course of my career that had success are the teams that enjoy being around each other, the teams that have a good camaraderie, that uh, enjoy each other's successes, not just their own. And I think that's the, the what we've seen this year more than any year with the Oilers is how much the guys appreciate each other and, and cheer for each other that's huge when you start going on long runs in the playoffs and i think that bodes well for the Oilers this year that and the fact that their three leaders have set the tone for this team all year long and it's continued here late in the season going forward into the playoffs their leaders right now are leading them in just about every category and that includes physicality as i think there's a lot of nights for connor and leon and especially darnell are leading in that category as well so the oilers record goes to 33 18 and 2 they will finish second in the north division they're locked into that spot Still don't know who they're going to play. It will be Winnipeg or Montreal. More likely that it's going to be Winnipeg, but it is still possible that it could be the Montreal Canadiens. I know we have some fans on hold tonight. We are going to get to you on the hotline for certain teed professional-grade building materials, 780-496-0063. But right now we want to go back into the Zoom room. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Uh, hey, Dave, you've been around the right. game a uh, long time here. Uh, can you maybe just put into perspective just how impressive what we've seen from Connor and what this what this milestone kind of signifies for him? Well, I think what it does, it just it solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. And uh, the level that he's played at this year and uh, just what he's accomplished is is... It's one of those years that, you know, when you look at Wayne or you look at Mario and you, you know, it's one of those years where he's, he's taken his talents to another level that is just elite for, for the league. Like, I was just, we were just talking about it in there with the coaches and like, we're talking about the last month he's had and how many points he's had. And then somebody said, you got to remember, this is the NHL. It's the best league in the world. And this is a player that gets checked harder than any other player in the league. I guarantee you every team comes in here and talks about how they're going to check him and how they want to keep him off the board. And he still does what he does, which is, it's an amazing, amazing feat what he's doing. There was a lot of talk from the team in recent days. Like, Connor hasn't wanted to talk a lot about this. Uh, but the team seemed to really want to get this done for him as well. Can you maybe just speak to you know, what that says about him and the way they feel about him. And it, it feels like it was kind of this, this whole team pulling to get this. Well, I think it, it speaks to the respect that he has from the other players of, you know, his leadership and how hard he works. But it also speaks to 
that the players are appreciative of what he does for our team. You know, he he uh, he drives our team. You know, he's he's involved in the game every night, and it's uh, you know they're appreciative of that. They respect him a ton. They respect him as a person and his talent, and uh, um, I think they're thankful. You know that he's he's willing to put it on the line every night to help us win. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Dave, the other day, uh, Wayne Gretzky was talking in about Connor's 100-point uh, race, and he said the most amazing thing for him is not that he's going to get 100 points, that he's so far ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Do you look at it that way, too? I mean, Dreisaitl, Leon's having an excellent year. He's got 79 points. He's 21 points behind yeah. I mean, Connor, and the other two guys in Toronto are 35 points behind Connor. That's, that just speaks to the magnitude of, of the year he is having. And it's, it is remarkable it, like to, to distance yourself from elite players in the league is, is something that really, it's a special, special year. It, like you don't see this very often. And it's, uh, it's something that adds to the uh, aura of what he's doing. And how would you have checked Connor McDavid when you were a very good defensive forward? <laughs> Well, the game is a lot faster now. When I used to have to check Wayne all the time, it seemed like it was slower, but his speed of, you know, his skating speed and his hand speed are just phenomenal. I don't think one player can check a guy like that anymore. You have to have a whole concept against him. And, uh, and even with that, you have a hard time doing it. So those elite players, they find a way to have an impact on the game, and he's certainly in that class. Terry Jones, Post Media. Yeah, Dave, with the, uh, uh, did Connor kind of do the team a favor by getting it over tonight so you could uh, <laughs> get back to the, the focus on getting the team prepared for the playoffs? And with that in mind, uh, how do you uh, plan to use him those, the last three games? Well, we talked about it tonight after the game. We have to continue to prepare our team for the playoffs. And we go to Montreal, and uh, Montreal is still got lots to play for so there'll be real competitive games for us uh, but Connor's like the rest of it we want to continue to push our game forward I think Connor's probably relieved that that you know the the hundred factor is behind him and and just you can concentrate on preparing for the preparing for the playoffs so that part of it is is uh, I think good for him good for our team but we uh, our focus and this has been Connor's focus like he's it's funny, you know, everybody's talking about the 100 points, but everybody but Connor was talking about it. And he recognizes it's time to get prepared for a, for a hard playoff series, and that's been his mindset. Now, that being said, I think if you ask him, he's probably relieved that it's over with, and let's move on. Let's get on with the business of playoffs. And as a coach, was that a thrill for you? It's a thrill and a memory. You know, there's there's certain times in games that are uh, certain times in seasons where, you know, you you look back and say, you know, that that was pretty amazing compliment or uh, accomplishment by a by an elite elite player. And uh, that's you know, anytime you can be around that every day, you have to uh, you have to savor that those thoughts and and just recognize the impact he's had on on the hockey the hockey world. Jason, Thank Greger. You. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Dave, maybe a very random question, but uh, your power plays back the number one in the league, but you've, you've really reduced the amount of shorthanded goals you've allowed this year. Mm -hmm. um, what's been your difference in not allowing so many shorties this season? Well, you know what? We got off to a tough start, and it seemed like we'd given up a few, and there was about five or six of them that felt like that they were, you know, we felt like we were doing the right things, and they were bouncing off a skate or going off a shin pad and going in. So, uh, but lately, you know, knock on wood, we've been we've been pretty solid. Uh, Jim Playfair does an excellent job with preparing our guys and the structure we want to play. Our goaltenders have been uh, been really solid. So, uh, and and our players have really bought into. What we're what we're trying to do so uh there's still there's still always room for improvement there's little things that we tweak uh you know all the time but uh but our, our guys have just it's like our power play guys they have a commitment to be the 
to be the best in the league, and our penalty kill guys have a real commitment to get that job done too. They're valuable parts of a team, and uh, our players are very committed to, to doing it right, and uh, I give Jim Playfair a lot of credit, and Gully with the power play, that they, they do a heck of a job with it. Yeah, no, sorry, maybe I didn't word it right. I meant your power play gave up a ton of shorthanded goals last year, and this year you have. Oh, like power, oh I'm so, I thought you were talking about a penalty kill. Yeah. No, no. No, our power play, well, we gave up a few early, and uh, lately we've been better. It helps when you have the puck all the time. Daniel Ninja Bowman, The Athletic. Uh, Dave, this morning you were talking about kind of, you know, Mario Lemieux and some kind of context there with, with Connor McDavid, and... and McDavid got to 100 points. He's the fastest guy to do it since Mario Lemieux. Did, did you ever think, having been a teammate of Mario Lemieux, that somebody could do something like that again? I didn't think much about it going, and then as it's gone on, he's just he's had such a great month lately, and you know he gets talked about a lot. But at the start of the year, when you when you talk about 56 games, you know who knows, but. With Connor, the sky's the limit. Like, I wouldn't bet against him. If you were to say he wasn't going to get 100, I, I would say that if I was a bet man, I wouldn't bet against it. But but it's not something that we thought about early in the year. Maybe he did, but you'd have to ask him that. Yeah. With the, with the playoffs coming, I mean, this has to bode well for you, uh, the way he has played in the last several weeks here. Do you get that sense? Do you, do you sense that he is, you know, like... It's hard to imagine him being any better. Do you get that sense that this is the best kind of opportunity for your team with him playing the way that it, that he is? Well, he's played very well, and you know he recognizes that every he's just like everybody else. You you we want to try to maximize everybody's talent and use it the best we can in a team game. So he recognizes his his responsibility just like everybody else does. We got penalty killers, we got power play guys, we got face-off guys I mean there's there's a responsibility that everybody takes to help our team win and he recognized that and obviously his role is a is a major role in our group last question Jim Matheson just one day was it fitting that Connor's 100th point came on a Leon Dreisaitl goal Somebody, somebody mentioned that yeah I mean a typical Leon one-timer you know that just is uh, that goalies have a hard time stopping so it's uh that's probably probably fitting the way you got thank you this concludes tonight's media availability all right that's dave tippett i liked how he said that yeah he's a pretty major part of our team and very fitting that it was dry banging it in for mcdavid's 100th point as the oilers win 4-3 whenever they get to five in a game we turn on the japanese village goal light on 630chet.com presented by japanese village restaurants now offering takeout complete details at jvedmonton.ca brian has texted in here he says i think what's most remarkable is the lists that the guys he is joining are from the 80s and 90s and even crosby and ovechkin are not on those lists mcdavid has 1.88 points per game no we don't know we don't know where he's going to finish mm -hmm. but it's going to be up there currently there have been 21 seasons in which a player had more than 1.88 points per game 11 of them belong to Wayne Gretzky. Six of them belong to Mario Lemieux. One each for Adam Oates, Bernie Nichols, Steve Eiserman, and Phil Esposito. All, those, all the seasons are from the 80s or the early 90s, except for Phil Esposito, who did it in 70-71. So he's scoring at the pace of a much higher scoring era, mm -hmm. but, we're, but we're not in that era. No, he's special. Uh, he's that's why this season has been so amazing for him. Is we haven't seen players do what he's doing in a long, long time. Now, um, maybe this will be the breakthrough. Maybe there'll be more goal scoring uh, going forward in in the National Hockey League. Uh, it, it's funny, and if you take you take Connor out of the equation, we'd be looking at Leon Drysaddle having another Hart Trophy type of season. And because that's how good a year he's having, but it's an afterthought because it, it it pales in comparison to what Connor's doing. So I think that when you start looking at what other great players in the league are doing right now, Austin Matthews, fantastic year, 40 goals. Marner's having an incredible year in Toronto. I, I just saw that Brad Marchand, he's in the top three or four now and scoring again another incredible season. These are these are superstars having great years, yet. 
completely pales in cons- in comparison to Connor McDavid. So Connor's not lapping the field of uh, you know a bunch of no names. He's lapping the field of the greatest players in the world. And I think that's why it's so special and so cool and so amazing what he's doing this year because he's making the greats of the National Hockey League look average because he's been so. Uh, as as Bob's been talking, he's been a superhero. He's got special powers this year, and it's just incredible to be able to be part of it and watch it and and witness it on a nightly basis. Oilers take it four three, no doubt about it. McDavid the first star, Drysaddle the second star, Darnell Nurse the third star. Tell you what, we'll make Phil Esposito the fourth star <laughs> for that season, courtesy Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual. Order your game day meal for takeout or delivery. Check out the menu at mrmikes.ca. He's an entertaining interview. I've been able to talk to him a couple of times. 780-496-0063. We have Drew standing by. Drew, thank you for holding. We wanted to make sure we got the post game on there. What's on your mind, man? Uh, nothing too much. Just uh, wanted to comment on uh, where they... Uh, guys projected us at the beginning of the year and where they had Calgary projected. Not uh, you guys, but the... Uh, uh, sorry, having a brain fart. No, well, um, I was wrong. I had Calgary doing very well. I uh, thought Calgary yeah, no, no, and like all, all the uh, analysts in Sportsnet had uh, Calgary finishing like second because of their run in the bubble. And they just, they went south and everyone forgets where we were before the bubble. I think uh, if we went rolling into the playoffs last year without the stoppage, it would have been a completely different year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll never know. Uh, just like we'll never know what McDavid would have done in 82 games this season. Like like we always say, you can only play the schedule and the teams in front of you. Drew, you're going to finish the play, so you're already getting a $50 sawmill gift card. And Angie's awesome. cooked up a little bit of audio here for you. Uh, hey, Dave. You've been... Well, that's not it. And that's, the, that's the opening <laughs> and, act. And who now asked that Now question? here's the headliner. Oh, we could have done that. <laughs> Here's Drysaddle leading a shorthanded rush off the draw. Walks in. Shoot! Oh, I don't even know what to ask there. Did, did Drysaddle score on that play? Um, I'm going to go with the ladder. And yeah, he, he dished that home. Here's Drysaddle leading a shorthanded rush off the draw. Walks in. Shoots! And a save made by Demko. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, you we're, we're just, just going to put you into the draw anyway because I didn't. I wasn't sure what the answer was. <laughs> so your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Customs Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at PF Custom Countertops. Drysaddle did score twice tonight. He did. That, I just heard them say shorthanded. I know he didn't have a shorthanded goal. So, But that was a tough one. That was a tough one on a, a big night. You don't want to give it too easy tonight. It wasn't like McDavid playing against the Canucks easy. That was a much tougher question than that Connor faced tonight. Moss typing in uh, from Evansburg, my old hometown. He says McDavid is such a humble and classy guy. He says, I think I'm still dreaming. I don't want to wake up till the Oilers win the cup. Derek says, congratulations to Connor. Good game tonight. I like the games where the score is close and you don't know where it's going to go. It was exciting action the whole way through. Well, yeah, the Canucks didn't go away in terms of this nope. individual game. They scored a couple of nice goals as well. Rob and Capilano, do you think that McDavid could ever break Gretzky's record for points in a season? Well, it's going to be fun finding out. <laughs> I've been wrong about what McDavid can accomplish before, so we'll see. Uh, I, I, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope there's a, a season that he has a magical season and and it becomes a, a realistic. I, I mean, it's it's doubtful, but as uh, Dave Tippett just said a little while ago, don't bet against Connor McDavid at any time. So let's just say, hopefully. Yeah, and a couple people have written in, do they play in Montreal? Everybody's playing in Montreal. So I I think Conor McDavid's playing every game. And and Nurse said this morning, I can't remember exactly how he put it, but he just said, we don't want to sit out as athletes. They want to play. I mean, yeah, stuff can happen, but they want to play. No, no, absolutely. They're going to play. All of the stars will play every game unless someone's banged up. They're not going to send anyone out. They're not going to arrest anybody. They're going to continue to play each other and prepare for the playoffs. And that's that's the way you do it. This yeah. isn't. I know that in basketball they have load management. You don't see a lot of load management 
uh, sit outs in the National Hockey League. No, and I mean, sometimes it might happen in football. A quarterback or somebody might miss a final game of the season or only play the first quarter. It doesn't It doesn't happen a lot in hockey. And now I guess this year is different because of the taxi squad, but a lot of times in hockey too, you can't sit out your six best players because then you'd be three short because yeah. usually you carry 23. But yeah, they're, they're going to play. 4-3 of the Oilers win tonight. Well, here it is. He's now following me on Twitter. It's JP on the Certainty Hotline. Hello, JP. <laughs> Hello, Ree. How are you? Hello, Raul. How are you? Very good. <laughs> Fantastic. Reed, if you, maybe I have to just maybe go to the office and tell you how to start the play, let alone finish the play, you guys. <laughs> That's true. You must be drinking more than me, you two guys. Come on, you guys. But you know what? Let's get down the brass tacks tonight. Tonight was just a casual game, nothing to talk about, not a lot of art plays, not a lot of uh, importance, nothing happened tonight that was too special. It was just a casual game, the Oilers get the game win, they play the full 60 men. But I want to talk about one guy, because tonight was just a casual game, nothing to talk about, nothing exciting. Ryan McLeod, though, this guy, this guy's a star. This guy's a star in my mind, in the mate. It's cloudy outside right now. You can't look, unfortunately, but this guy is a star. I'm telling you right now, he gets one point or one goal going into the playoffs. He's going to be swinging one of the biggest big dipper around in this city. He's going to have the greatest playoffs in the history. I'm telling you, Ryan McLeod is an answer coming to playoffs. But you know what? Like tonight, like I said, you guys, nothing was too special. Nothing to happen tonight. <laughs> it's just a casual night. Just I'm glad they got the win. I'm glad I'm chatting with you guys. I'm glad, Reed, you follow me. This is important. This is nice. But maybe I'll have to DM you about, uh, you know, Rob waking yeah, up. We'll get you an autograph. And get it <laughs> Don't they worry, Thank you. I probably okay. would not get them out. All right. Anyway. Thanks, well, buddy. Everyone, thank you, guys. There he is. Just a casual night for JP. It's just a normal he, Saturday night for he him. He must have not got the stats pack before the game. And he must have been watching with the sound down <laughs> and not looked at any graphics or any social media. <laughs> it's just, I mean, every Saturday is the same for him. It's just Groundhog Day. That's why. It's yeah, just I Groundhog think, Day for him. I think it is. Oilers win 4-3. McDavid gets to 100 points this season. McDavid gets to... What did I just say? McDavid gets to 100, 100 points, points this season. Yes. Dreisaitl gets to 500 points in his career. Uh, Smith gets his 20th win, by the way. He made 22 saves. He is now 26-2 and two on the season. The power play is 2 for 4 for the evening to get up to 27.5% for the year to lead the NHL. Okay, we got uh, Robert, Steve, and Prishal coming up. If you want to chime in at 780-496-0063, we got to call a quick two-minute timeout. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. McDavid reaching against Quinn Hughes, brought it through him, and now it's a three-on-one. McDavid dishes one-timer off the score. Yes, a Pugliarvi back bar and in. His 15th of the year extends the lead to 2-0 Edmonton. Yeah, McDavid rushing down the right side, gets it to Pugliarvi, who is just a transformed player this season. 15 goals for him, and he is more and more willing to fire away, which I like, especially if he's going to play with either McDavid or Dreisaitl, which he will. And McDavid gets four points tonight. The Oilers beat the Canucks 4-3. Darren listening in Langley, B.C., wondering where the winning team of the North Division in the playoffs will play. Would they take over a home rink in the States? Well, we don't know. I talked to John Shannon a bit about that on the Faceoff show. We don't know. That's still a ways away. There are certainly issues with cross-border travel. Would there be an exception? There was last year to get teams into the bubble, though then they stayed here. I, I think you'd have a hard time getting an exception with both the Blue Jays and the Raptors not That's being allowed point. to play games in Canada this year. Having the American teams come back and forth without the quarantine, I think it'd be tough. Yeah, I, we'll I, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's all up in the air. I'm sure the NHL is working hard at this. They know that there will be a Canadian team in the Final Four. That's a, a given. So there's uh, the problem is right now with the numbers being as high as they are all across Canada, it might be falling on deaf ears right now. Maybe three weeks from now with more vaccines, yeah, numbers down, possibly then it could be different. Yeah, that, that's the thing. and it's, uh, it's hard to answer questions like that. But yes, Darren, it is possible that whoever wins the North Division will have to 
be uh, have their home rink in the United States for the playoffs. And I imagine they would be looking into that right now as uh, you don't want to be looking last moment. Well, I would think they have everything. I mean, yeah. look, I, I'm thinking back to about a year ago, all the little stories we heard about where I remember at one point they were going to play in, in Saskatoon and University of North Dakota yeah. and smaller rinks that have college teams or or major junior teams and then that was no we need big rinks because we might need eight dressing rooms and all that kind then of then it stuff. was going to be in vegas and then it was going to yeah so yeah. Uh, they have a lot of different scenarios they will cover all bases before a decision has to be made yeah and as we also found out when picking the bubble they like you said it was vegas and toronto yeah. or sorry it was uh vegas and vancouver and then all of a sudden it was like they were within a day or two of announcing that so I'm sure they will wait as long as possible. But you're right. If there's a quarantine issue with teams coming to Canada, then then who knows? We'll uh, we'll see. That's a good question. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have uh, Sir Robert on the line. Thanks a lot for calling, Matt. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. I already gave the power play stat. I don't know. I don't know if I heard it or not. So I don't. Twenty seven and a half percent. Twenty seven and a half percent. 27.5%, so we're first, obviously. Yep. What's the, uh, uh, what's the penalty kill sitting at, Quick? Quick, of course, you have to, th- you just, you just call in to stump me now. That's. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the PK numbers is right now, but I can tell you right now, the Oilers' PK over the last oh, month and a so, month or so has been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but yeah, no, but yeah, no, but obviously... Be around 82% now, pushing into the top 10. Yeah, well, that's good. Okay, but obviously I I want to touch on on McDavid and getting his 100 points in 53 games. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I like, like, I mean, like McDavid, he's, he's, he's on a, he's a, he's on another planet this, I mean, well, I mean, he's been that way since he's been in the NHL, but, but I, but I mean, uh, I think uh, this year... This year, especially, because uh, because I mean, like this year, I was thinking, okay, you know, if he gets 85, maybe maybe 90 points in 56, that's pretty good. But to get 100 and 100 in in 53, that's just that's just that's beyond anything I could have imagined. But I guess uh, now I quickly want to touch on our uh, on our defense tonight. I often I I wonder a little bit about about jones i mean like i mean like lately he has the i mean like lately he's been okay but i mean but i mean i i i feel like tonight like that that penalty he took in the corner on boyd i thought i i think that was a little unnecessary i don't know what you guys think about about the way uh, i think if i think if everybody's healthy robert kulikoff and russell will join nurse as the left shot d when the playoffs are, if if everybody's if everybody's healthy, good to hear from you, man. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Four goals for the Oilers tonight, and over the course of the season, James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers has donated seventeen thousand four hundred dollars to Six Thirty Chet Santa's Anonymous. They're giving a hundred dollars every time the Oilers score. Okay, we'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Steve standing by. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, tonight. Only happens every 20 or 30 years, so uh, nice to enjoy it. I'd like your feedback, please, on how deep, given our current makeup of players and Smith's uncommonly good season, how, uh, with the matchups that are coming up, how deep you honestly think these guys can go. And then uh, if you could comment on the following, I've heard this a couple of openings on the East Coast for a coach, Rob. Have you ever considered that for a career? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll hang up. I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Thanks for taking the call, guys. I knew the the stress that I put on coaches through my career. I know there's some player out there just like me that would ruin my night too. So no, I I do not want to coach. I like analyzing and watching better. As for how deep the Oilers can go, I believe the Oilers will be heavy favorites against the Winnipeg Jets. I think a series against the Toronto Maple Leafs is a coin flip. I think both teams are uh, incredibly even, and that one will go six or seven games, and it'll be whoever gets a bounce, a break, a good call, bad call, good goaltending in the end. After that, I can't tell you whatever Canadian team makes to the Final Four because I have not seen any of those teams play this year. I like making predictions. I liked it more when I didn't work in broadcasting. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to tell everybody this. Everybody puts far too much emphasis on the predictions made by media members because at the end of the day, we're just observing and sort of taking a guess. And sometimes, and I've done it, just making predictions to be a little bit different than everybody else because you don't want to have 400 mm -hmm. predictions all the same. I, I mean, look, I, I'm gonna, I'll say this. The Oilers are good enough to win the Stanley Cup. Are they a favorite? No. No. That's how I would put it. I agree. If, th if things fall into place, you never know. Yep, you're right. I think I think the Oilers should beat Winnipeg Jets. I don't think the Winnipeg Jets match up very well against the Edmonton Oilers. I think the Oilers and the Maple Leafs would be a fantastic series that could go either way. It yeah. will be a long series. And the Leafs are good enough to win the Stanley Cup. And the Cup. Leafs are good enough to win the Stanley Cup. And then after that, we don't even know who you play in the third round. Well, exactly. You don't I mean, even know what division. So much, yes. There's, there's so much to, to, to shake down and... The playoffs are so so wild, and and as as you often say, Rob, sometimes it it comes down to a bounce, or yeah. sometimes it comes down to who's healthy. I mean, look at it last season. What if Mark Scheifele doesn't get hurt? Winnipeg against Calgary. Winnipeg probably like, beats Calgary. Like who, it's completely so, different. So many little things yeah. that that can happen, but I mean, the Oilers got a shot. They're in. Well, and that's they, the, they got a shot. and that's why it's so important that your first goal is to make the playoffs because anybody that makes the playoffs has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And now, now you're in. Now you get to start making some noise. But I do believe that the Edmonton Oilers will be heavy, heavy favorites to beat the Winnipeg Jets in the first round. Okay, I believe we have a caller calling in uh, from San Diego tonight. Let's let's go there, Angie. Is this is this Paul from San Diego calling in this evening? Actually, from Bakersfield. Oh, you're in Baco. Okay, cool. Well, what's on your mind, yeah. Paul? Well, I just wanted to ask real quick here. Um, I actually had noticed um, William Lagason about two years ago and mentioned him to Bob Stoffer. And the other guy that super impressed me, even though he was like second, third line on the Condors, was Ryan McLeod. So... That being said, I wondered if you think there's any shot of him being on the power play because just to get him that point, you know, to, to get over the, this, off the schneid, so to speak, he's playing really well. He's got good chances. He impressed the, you know, the hell out of me when he was in Bakersfield. And um, I just thought that, uh, hey, what do you think? Would Tippett do that? Uh, he, he 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 did play some power play. He's on the second unit tonight when they do a complete rollover of the two units. Um, they are not going. To, I don't think they'll put him on a a power play just to get a guy a point with three games to go in the playoffs coming up. I think you want everything rolling the right way. Their power play has been incredible as of late and you want to continue that so I don't see them tinkering and by putting him out there with Connor and Leon on that unit but if they do go to a second unit which they do very rarely and on occasion then he was out there for that tonight so uh, they're not looking at Ryan McLeod being their big producer in points they want him to play solid hockey both ends and they know that eventually one of the chances that he's getting one of those will fall out, find a way in the net, and if that does, it's just uh, found money for them. Yeah, he's looked good. He's yep. had a breakaway tonight, yep. and Demko made a good save, so hopefully he does get that first point, first goal before the end of the regular season. Oilers win 4-3. Are oh, sorry. Are you surprised that uh, he was penalty killing as quickly as he was? Nope. I'm, nope. I think that was the plan all, all along. They want to find him ice time. He can skate. Uh, he's a smart hockey player, and if he's in the lineup and he's not playing in the top power play in it, they got to find other ways to use him. I think he can be a very effective penalty killer. And remember last season, December 31st, 2019, Yamamoto got called up. He was out protecting a one-goal lead mm -hmm. with the Rangers having pulled their goalie after the Oilers had blown a 6 nothing lead and were leading 6-5. Worst, lead, worst lead in hockey. 6 nothing's a horrible yep. lead to protect. But I remember Tippett saying after that game, I watched him in Bakersfield. He played in the final minute all the time. So I think coaches will, there's maybe a little bit, well, I wouldn't even call it sheltering because if you're called up from the minors, there are pl players already in the NHL who can do what you do and maybe better, mm -hmm. but you're also being called up for a reason. Yep. And you're not going to call up a player and waste a spot in your lineup if you're just going to play him five, six minutes. 
you've got to see what he can do. You want to know going forward, is this a guy that's going to help us in certain situations? And the only way you find that out is if you put him in those situations. So Ryan McLeod was come, come up here. He's, he's played on a third line with some veteran players. He's played on a second line. He's penalty killed. A little bit of power play time, but that's not what's going to be his uh, go-to when he's playing and getting regular minutes. But penalty killing certainly will, and he was fine with it tonight. Paul calling in from Bakersfield, where tonight the Condors lost 4-1 to the San Diego Gulls as we update the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. In the NHL this evening, ton of games. In the North Division, the Leafs beat the Canadians 3-2. Ottawa, who they might not finish last, knocking off Winnipeg 4-2. The Rangers beat the Bruins 5-4. Penguins shut out the Sabres 1-0. Islanders take down the Devils 5-1. Caps over the Flyers 2-1 in overtime. Panthers take it to the Lightning 5-1. Blue Jackets 5-4 in overtime over the Wings. Reports coming out of Columbus that John Tortorella will be moving on from there. Predators clinch 3-1 over the Hurricanes. The Wild beat the Ducks 4-3 in overtime. Jack did make a great point on the faceoff show. The Wild surprising season uh, a, a fantastic Talbot, season had a good year they, not uh, a lot of i mean the rookies their top guy yeah but it's a bunch of unknown players there that are challenging with the best in the national hockey league and i agree with them after we talked about it, i agree with them that dean evison is uh, hands down coach of the year in the national hockey league for having minnesota where they are in the standings golden knights beat the blues 4-1 avalanche winning 3-2 in los angeles in overtime, the Coyotes beat the Sharks 5-4. Baseball today, the Blue Jays 8, Houston 4 is a final. Okay, 780-496-0063. We have Tyler standing by. Hey, Tyler, thanks for calling. Hey, hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on here. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, Ken Holland. And it was actually um, interesting. One of the best <clears throat> moves he made was actually making no trade in terms of Jesse Pugliarvi. And I'm just, I want to get your guys' thoughts on how, like, the impact Jesse has had on the team since coming back from his uh, his stint in Europe and how maybe it's just his body language, but it seems like he's having fun out there and maybe that's helping the team. Well, I, I think it certainly is. Uh, there was a lot of speculation at times for of Jesse being traded and, and where he was going to go, and it was going to be for another player that was underachieving somewhere else. Um, can you imagine if a trade had been made and yes he had turned into the player that we're seeing right now and we would have the Oilers would have been saddled with some player that had underachieved elsewhere and never did find their game so Ken Holland and Dave Tippett felt that yes he could help them here in this team they reached out to him they talked and and it, it took a lot for for Pugliarvi to come back here too I mean Going public, saying you want to be moved, having your agent saying all the things that it did, leaving the or, or the organization, leaving the National Hockey League, eventually you get humbled and you come back. And the only way to win everyone over is by an incredibly strong work ethic and a commitment to do whatever it takes. And he did that. And now he's being rewarded. They didn't give him anything. He wasn't. He didn't come back here and they say, all right, you're with Leon or you're with Connor. They made him earn everything that he had, and that's what's so great about it for, for Yessi. And I can tell you that uh, somebody that enjoys the game is infectious on your, on your team. It's contagious. And I don't know if there's anybody on the Oilers that enjoys the game as much as Yessi Pugliarvi. No one has as much fun as him, and that runs through your entire bench. That helps a team. Yeah, and I think his performances are adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. The Oilers win 4-3. McDavid has 100 points in 53 games. We have Marty and Prish up next on the phones. we got to take a quick timeout. We're live in Rogers Place. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Smith fires a dart to Drysaddle. Back into the zone. Nugent Hopkins. Drysaddle. No chance they're taking a shot here before giving it to McDavid. McDavid tried to slip a pass through. Was broken up out to Nurse. He'll trade places with McDavid. Feed him again. Over to Drysaddle. One-timer scores! And there's Connor McDavid's 100th point! Drysaddle and Nurse come to him. Wrap him up in an embrace. The Oilers have regained the lead at 4-3. to three. And the Oilers would win 4-3, and that was the big point for McDavid. He gets to 100 on the season, and the Oilers 
get their 33rd win of the year. They will finish second. They will play either Montreal or Winnipeg in the first round. They have three games left in the regular season. I liked how Jack in that play-by-play said, making sure McDavid gets a touch before anyone shoots. On that five-on-three, there was kind of a pass that got broken up in front, and the puck flipped up in the air and landed right between the hash marks, and Nuge was there with nobody between him and the net, and he dropped it back to the point. Well, that's what I said when I'm watching. I'm like, if I'm a, if I'm a Canuck player, I just go stand behind, beside McDavid because, as Jack said, they weren't going to shoot the puck until there was a touch by Connor McDavid. I would have just went and, and stood by him and said, all right, here you go, four on two, go on a breakaway, Leon, I dare you. And he wouldn't have. They would have found a way, and I'm sure that they still would have got the puck to Connor. They could have put three guys on Connor. He was still going to touch the puck, and the Oilers were still going to score on that five on three. But notice that we don't even talk about it. In the game part, the Canucks were having such a great game. And then they take two penalties, dumb penalties. To, and, and they did it a few times in the game where they became undisciplined in a game where they were hanging around. And they, you can't play undisciplined against the Oilers. Not right now. Not the way that both Connor and Leon are playing in their power play is. Uh, the Canucks kind of threw that opportunity away by taking dumb penalties and putting the best power play in the National Hockey League on the ice again. Certainty Hotline, professional grade building materials. We have Marty standing by. Marty, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. How are you guys doing tonight? Quite well. I'm good. I'm calling from Port St. John, British Columbia. Oh, thank you. I'm a, I'm a diehard Edmonton fan. I listen to you guys all the time, especially after the games. I just wanted to throw a couple of questions out there. Um, number one is, do you think McLeod would ever be able to play on the wing? Yep. Because I think with his speed, I think he could probably, he would be a, a hot spot on uh, on McDavid's wing. I, I asked Second. him that a few games ago. And look, he's early in his career, so anything's possible. But Tippett did say for now they see him as a center, and that's how they want to bring him in. But yeah, I think oh, that's a good a, question. He's a fast-footed guy. He's he's really good. I really like him. Yep. The other thing that I want to bring up here is I see all the posts and everything on TSN and Sportsnet and everything about Matthews. Matthews getting 45. Matthews this. Matthews that. I want to and kind of get you guys a feel on this. Is I think Matthews is a great player, but Matthews doesn't pass the puck. He shoots. If if you had McDavid shoot the puck like Matthews does, what kind of scoring do you think Matthews or McDavid would actually have? I, I honestly, I bet you. I wonder what McDavid's shot total is compared to Matthews this year. I mean, I, I bet you it's not too far off. I, I, Matthews uh, is a great hockey player. He is a fantastic hockey player, and I hope he gets 45 goals. Uh, I think it's he's great a, for. I think it's sniper. great. He's I think it's great for the National Hockey sniper. League when you have all these superstars having big years. Um, I, I, th- I think you celebrate it. Uh, but I mean, he's he's the shooter. Marner's the playmaker on that line, and I think they both do it well. Matthews leads the league in shots on goal with 214. And remember, he missed a few games. Yep. His shooting percentage is 18.7. Ooh, McDavid is fifth in shots on goal with 192. His shooting percentage is 16.7. Uh, the other guys with a lot of shots, Brady Kachuk is second, McKinnon is third, and Evander Kane is fourth. So McDavid does shoot a yep. lot. Yep. And, and, man, I mean, Ovechkin... I mean, hasn't he had like 400 shots in a, in a season? <laughs> He's not afraid. He doesn't turn down no. a shot. And you don't want him to. I can tell you as a coach, if I'm coaching Matthews, every time you get the puck on your stick, shoot it. As they've told Connor to shoot more here, and over the, the course of his time with the Edmonton Oilers, he has shot more. And that's why he's even scarier as a hockey player because now as a defenseman or a goalie, you have no idea what he's going to do because he has the ability to beat you with both the shot and with the pass. Yeah. And I mean, Matthews is a phenomenal player. Oh, he's like, awesome. He's, Fun to watch. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm I'm looking forward. Now, I don't want to look past any series, but I would love to see a Maple Leaf Edmonton Oilers series because you've got a number of great superstars in that series. It would be so much fun. Both teams, though, have challenges to get there. The yeah. Winnipeg oh, yeah. Jets, I don't believe, are as bad as they've been as of late. And if the Montreal Canadiens could get healthy 
in time for a playoff series with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they could give them some trouble. But I still believe Toronto and Edmonton will win their series and meet in the second round. All right. Oilers win 4-3 over the Canucks. McDavid gets to 100 points. We have Joel on the line as well. Joel, go ahead, sir. Oh, thank you, sir, guys. Damn. And I am an Oilers fan, too, here, actually. I I do agree with what you guys are saying there with the other, with the other caller there. Which part is that? I do agree that McDavid does, oh, he does sure a lot, but I think the final score was 4-3 to three if I was correct. It was. Oh, I was correct. So who got the final goal? You guys know? Yeah, I can tell you all the goal scorers. Thanks for calling tonight, Joel. The uh, goal scorers tonight, I can recap the score here. McDavid in the first period. Hughes had a goal disallowed in the second period. The Canucks were offside on the play. That was a great shot, too. That was an yeah, easy one to awesome. call. You could tell before they even went that that was offside all day long. So. Yeah, Bear nudged him offside, yeah. too. It was, it was a good play by offside. Bear, yep. Pugliarvi scored. Uh, Boyd came back. Uh, pardon me, Miller and Boyd came back. Miller on a breakaway knocked down a cross-ice pass from Nurse out of the air and went in on a breakaway and got it past the outstretched left leg of Mike Smith. That was a beautiful move by Miller, a beautiful move. And then uh, Dreisaitl scored, Grievac tied it, and Dreisaitl scored again. No scoring in the third. So there is the quick recap of the scoring summary. Okay, we're going to call a quick timeout. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl in a couple of minutes. He gets to 500 career points. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Up the gut, it's McDavid, brings it in on the Atco power play, curls it to Neal, backdoor, one-timer score, Leon Dreisaitl, and Edmonton regains the lead at 3-2. to two. So that was the first of Dreisaitl's two goals tonight. That's the one that got him to 500 career points, and he now has 30 goals on the season. So a nice plateaus for Leon tonight as well. We have Prish on the Certainty Hotline. Prish, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Uh, McDavid made 100 points in, nine, in 53 games. Uh, just uh, want your thoughts on uh, maybe who the Oilers would play in the playoffs and maybe Stalock playing one or two games? No, that's, he's not going to play any games. They're going to play Winnipeg or Montreal, and it's actually 53 games. He got to 100 points. Rob, uh, before we get to Leon's postgame here, uh, what, do, what do you expect Monday and Wednesday in Montreal? Uh, I would expect the same of what we've been seeing. The Oilers, uh, the, the, their leadership has been pushing them to do all the right things each and every game. The coaching staff has been talking about details. Uh, they are focused uh, and preparing to uh, go into the playoffs playing their best hockey. I think last year in the bubble, uh, the, the disappointment that they had and, and the feeling that maybe they left something... Uh, out there where, I mean, they had such a great season and it didn't end the way they wanted to. They came back with focus this year, and it starts with their leadership. And I don't know if anybody can in the National Hockey League right now is more focused on success in the playoffs than Connor McDavid. If your leader's like that, you're all going to follow. So I think this team is just going to continue to ramp it up for the playoffs. I do not see any step backs now that he's got his 100 points, they're set in their second place, nothing. I think they're going to be going full bore against the Montreal Canadiens and preparing to go into the Edmonton Oilers, play, going into the playoffs, playing as good as they possibly can. Okay, the Oilers win it 4-3. Back into the Zoom room for Mattress Superstore. Here's Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, man. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm proud of it, uh, no question, but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm planning on playing a few more years. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think the, the fun years are, are still ahead here in Edmonton. So um, I'm just, just fortunate and, and happy to be part of it. And, um, you know, I'm really excited for the next couple of years. Let me ask you about Connor, of course. Uh, he just has that nose for the, the stage, you know. It's a big stage tonight. He's four points away. And he, he played an even more determined game. It, it just seemed like he wanted to do it on this evening and he delivered uh is this him showing us something we even yet something new from Connor mcdavid uh, i don't know if it's something new um honestly it's just impressive i mean um i don't think my english is good enough to find a, another word for it right now but um it's it's yeah it's it's incredible i mean um i don't know we, we've played 50 some games he's at 100 points like that, that's uh it's, it's just very impressive and, and just, you know, fun to be a part of. Daniel Nudra-Bowman, The Athletic. 
Uh, Leon, you said the, the other day that this was kind of a team goal and you guys really wanted to do this for Connor because of how much he means to this team. Uh, you were pretty pumped when you scored that goal and you looked right to him. Can you take us in that moment and, and kind of what that was like to get that goal for him? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think uh, everyone in, in the building was counting. Um, the, the 20 people that were in the building uh, were all counting. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just obviously I'm, I'm looking uh, on a five-on-three. I'm looking to get him a touch and, and you know get him get him the puck. Uh, he set me up a few times before that. Um, surprised that he tried me one more time for a third shot. Uh, I could sense in the in the past a little bit though that he didn't have the the trust in me anymore that that he usually has. Uh, usually there's a little bit of zip to his passes. Um, this time there there there's a little wobbly. So um, no, again it's impressive. It's it's fun to be a part of, and and you know he should obviously enjoy this night. You know, it's one. It's hard to compare eras, and uh, you know, you look at the the numbers and where he kind of ranks in terms of era adjusted and all that. Um, when you look at some of the guys in front of him, it's Gretzky Lemieux and just some some guys that played a hundred years ago. <laughs> Can you kind of describe where he kind of ranks in the in the pantheon of, of the league greats uh, over the years here? I mean, he, he, uh, he's right up there. He's up there with all of them. Um, Obviously, like you said, it's, it's hard to compare eras. It's hard to to compare generations. Um, the, the game has changed. Uh, whatever those guys did in, in the past is impressive. Uh, what what Connor is doing is impressive. So, um, yeah, he's he's right right up there with those guys. Rob Kuchkowski, Post Media. Leon, it's it's so unusual for for people to go into a game and expect a guy to get four points but that's kind of what the hockey world was thinking today like they just had a sense that connor on the big stage was going to get it done did you guys get a feel for that early on and, and just what was it like to be a part of this night uh yeah it's it's special uh, i think it's it's um it's a very special night mostly for him of course but for us as his teammates too to be a part of it um i think you can you can sense early on that um he had his legs and um you know he he obviously wanted to do it on on saturday night uh hockey night in canada so um yeah i mean i don't know what else to say it's 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 impressive um you know i think he's he's the best player in the world so um it's it's fun to be a part of for you personally, you were an integral part of, of helping him get to this stage. Does that does that mean a lot to you that uh, you, you were a part of this uh, maybe historical moment and helped your buddy get to 153? We, we all helped him as a team. Uh, it's not just me. It's not just the power play. Every every single guy is, is helping him. Um, you know, he's helping us. Um, we, we help each other. We make each other better. So um, this, this is obviously Connor's night. This is him. Um, you know, obviously doing this mostly by himself, but um, I think we're all just just very happy and, and proud of him. Derek Van Dees, Post Media. Hi, Leon. Looking back, this probably will be a historic night, and you know, we, you're right. There's only 20, 25 people in the building that actually got to witness it. But how important was it to win the game with this historic night? You look back and you say, Connor got his 100 points, but you won the game. That, how important was that to, in, in this night? Yeah, it was big. It was a big game for us. Um, we didn't play very good last game. Um, we obviously wanted to come out and, and have a good game. Thought for the most part we were okay. Um, gave up a couple couple goals that you know we, we need to work on, and, and you know is a little little too easy. But uh, it's always it's always more fun on those milestones when when you're winning. And um, so yeah, it's a great great night all, all around. Now looking, you have three games left to kind of prepare for the playoffs. What are you, what are you looking to accomplish in those last three games to really be in your A game when you get to the playoffs? Yeah, you try and get your game ready for the playoffs. Um, you know, I think they're going to be tight games. Uh, they've been they've been tight all year against Montreal. Um, so it's, it's it's a good test for us. It's a good good two game set for us to get ready for the playoffs. And um, yeah. Obviously, we're, we're looking forward to to getting those three three games over with, um, do it the right way, um, and then, you know, start game one. Last question, Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Leon, for you, uh, three straight games with two goals, you're up to 30 now. Is You've beaten the playoffs before. Is it important to go in 
hot? Does, does it really matter? You know, did, do you feel your game is kind of where you want it to be heading into the postseason? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable where my game's at. I don't think that my game is where it's going to be on, on game one in the playoffs. Um, so obviously, um, you know, I got, got a, or we, all of us, we have a couple more games to, to, to get ready and get geared up. So I'm um, going to use those games to to yeah, worry about little things, the details, uh, everything that, that makes a team win. And can you just comment on a guy like Adam Larson, you know, does a lot of the real dirty, ugly jobs in the game, blocks shots all the time. He'll play his 600 game tonight. Just kind of what what he's meant to your team and what he'll mean for you in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a hard, hard 600 games. Um, I don't think I've ever played with a guy that that's plays that hard consistently every single night, and he he barely takes takes nights off um, ever really. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't ever. Um, there's no complaining, never. Um, so he, he sets the bar for a work ethic really high. Uh, he, he gets us engaged in, in a lot of nights and a lot of games. So um, it's a very impressive uh, accomplishment for him as well. Um, I think he's got a lot, a lot more left in the tank. And, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have him back there. That is Leon Dreisaitl. A couple of goals. Connor McDavid, a goal and three assists. He gets to 100 in the 53rd game of the season. The Oilers beat Vancouver 4-3. They will finish second in the North Division. That is now for sure after other results tonight. Get more on this game on 630chet.com or globalnews.ca. Our next game broadcast right away. It's on Monday, 3.30 face-off show. Game will start at 5, Oilers at Canadians. And, of course, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer. Producer at 6:30, Ched. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. Happy Mother's Day. 6:30, Ched. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on 6:30, Ched.